What's up, everybody? So, doing another episode as we do here. My second episode of the day. Today, I wanted to kind of go into an uh, understanding and insight that I've been kind of, kind of working with uh, lately, which is basically this idea that, like, emotions, what they really are is body's warning system. So this is kind of a, a general a sort of strategy to deal with emotions without getting into the story around them and things like this. And it's also an interesting idea to contemplate as well, because if you become aware of the fact that like 99% of like attachments, if not more, are physical in nature. They're based on the body itself in some way. And so the emotion of anger, for instance, is an interesting one to think about in this kind of context of the body's alarm system. So what does anger symbolize? So normally for people, anger symbolizes uh, somebody did something annoying to me, something bad, something I don't like. Therefore, I'm angry about X or Y or Z or whatever it might be. Um, but with this idea of the alarm system in mind, what does it mean? What does anger mean in the sense of the alarm system? And what is the alarm system for in the first place? So anger, in this case, means X is threatened. What if my... Uh, well, it could mean a couple of things. It could mean that the balance of homeostasis, where everything is kind of in a normal state, uh, you could call that peace or con contentment or whatever has been disrupted by a sound, a sight, a boundary being crossed, whatever it is. Um, and so in this way, anger symbolizes a... change in homeostasis. Now you are angry. Now the anger is happening because a, a body, uh, the body is in want of something, in need of something in this way. This is an idea that I have thought about before in the past, which is really interesting, which is that the ego, what we think of as the ego is the body. Uh, the mind is the body, this kind of thing. And the reason why I always say that is, and the reason why I believe this and have had this insight in the past is because what exactly does the ego do? What does it want? What does it need? What does it protect? <clears throat> and the answer is it protects, it needs bodily things. Uh, sex, food, shelter, clothing, 
material things, money, you know, this kind of thing. Love, longing, uh, you know, that might be more of a, that might not seem like a physical thing to you, like belonging and love, but it kind of is in a sense, because if you didn't belong to a tribe, you would be, you would have to do everything on your own, right? You know, we don't really think about how much society does for us nowadays. A lot of people like to complain about society and, oh, oh society doing this and it's conspiratorial and it's causing us all these problems. And But if it wasn't for the orders of the order of society that we have, we wouldn't be able to do 99% of the shit we have now. Our phones, whatever it is. Um, you would have to do everything you, you would have to do to survive. You know? Get the wood for the fire, get the wood for the shelter, build the shelter, hunt for the food, get the food, hunt for water. You know, that, that probably means walking miles and miles away from the original shelter just to find game to hunt or whatever. Um, hunt for a mate to have children with, deal with, uh, and then ha hunt more things to s feed those children and feed your wife. And so you had to have to do all of that by yourself. Gather, and then you had the gatherers as well, right? But now everybody, and now, but now a lot of this is being done for you. You know, you can go to DoorDash and get food. And so you, now you don't have to hunt anymore, but you have to still hunt for money. You have to make money to, to order from DoorDash. Um, you can, you can buy or rent a house. It also costs money, so you have to get a really good job. And so now it's not about necessarily about getting the food and hunting for the food and hunting for the shelter and hunting. It's now it's about one thing, money, 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 money. That's what our society has become because it's the way to get a lot of these things, live the so-called good life, right? Um, so in this way, your ego as a body needs things, wants things. And one of those things is belonging because that helps to keep you in a stable society, a stable tribe, so that you can survive easier, if that makes any sense. And of course, there's physical survival as well. You know, you, you have offspring that will survive you when you're gone, thus continuing this cycle kind of thing, you know, or, you know whatever you want to call it. Um, assuming that's what you want. Uh, but... And so, the emotion as a sort of ego 
warning system, bodily warning system kind of tells you like, oh, something is being threatened or something is now gone that is desirous or whatever on your part. Which would be sadness, you know, something needs, something is uh, threatened, or would that be like anger, vulnerability, perhaps, and things like this. Um, uh, things like this. Um, you know, anxiety would be the threatening of you know, the fear of threatening uh, boundaries in the future or of other homeostatic needs in the future, things like this. And so the body has needs. Warmth, food, shelter, clothes, sex, belonging, relationship. Um, and then the higher goals are less physical, which is kind of like belonging, relationship and stuff like this a lot of that is very physical as well bodily speaking it's it's it's, it's about like survival like i said one person if if it was just you by yourself you would do all the hunting you would do all the cleaning of the animals everything like this but now because everybody else is doing it everybody you are in a group with other people now somebody could do the hunting somebody else can do the cleaning somebody else can do the you know things like this right so if you think of like a mo if you think of like pain as well as a kind of physical alarm system is kind of true like it's the immediate physical alarm system like somebody is hurting you kind of thing or something is wrong with this joint here it's hurting or my esophagus is hurting that must mean something physically wrong is happening but with emotions it's kind of like uh it's not like with physical pain or physical pleasure, like sex or orgasm, orgasm or whatever, the it's about the immediate, right here, kind of physical thing. Um, but with emotions, this alarm system is further out. If that makes any sense, like. You know, pain is warning you that something is wrong with the body or something is happening to the body that you might want to become aware of. Physical pain, those kind of things. Emotional pain, emotional negativity or whatever, or positivity or neutrality or whatever is telling you that something, everything is going right with the around the body because it, because the body because people get this whole survival thing a little bit confused I, honestly it's a little ridiculous in some ways because they talk about survival in like this physical sense like oh surviving means having sex and um, furthering your offspring and this kind of stuff um, eating food and and that's true but because we are humans and we are aware and we have this will ability we also have what I call secondary survival, which is not just about physical stuff. It's creating a community, a sense of belonging, so that, like I said, you don't have to survive by yourself. You know, if, you, if it was just you by yourself, you'd have to do everything yourself. 
you have to gather water, you have to gather, gather plants, um, you know, food, warmth, you'd have to gather firewood, wood for shelter, you'd have to build the shelter right, you'd have to hunt the animals, you have to clean the animals, you have to skin the animals, you know, whatever it is. Um, and of course, you'd have to make the fire, um, and you might mess that up, and if it rains, you know, what are you going to do, right? You have to keep yourself warm, things like this, right? You have to do all of this for yourself. But if you're in a group, you don't have to do all of that yourself. Somebody can do, get a lot of the firewood, or a couple people could, or whatever. A couple people could hunt. A couple people could clean the animals. A couple people could uh, gather some uh, vegetables and stuff like this. Some crops. Plant them and, and this kind of stuff and harvest them. A couple people could build shelters. A couple people could build instruments to hunt the animals with. Um, and so not everybody is doing all of the same. No, no, and so no one person is dealing with this. It's all, all for one and one for all kind of thing. Um, in this scenario. So you don't need to go hunt for food. You know, you don't need to kill an animal to get food. You can just order DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever. Um, and you don't have to worry about skinning the animals and cleaning the animals and all this kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about heating or cooling your house. You know, a company does that for you. Your air conditioner does a lot of that. A lot of that's automated. A lot of that is automated, and a lot of that is um, uh, what's the word I'm going to use here? A lot of that is taken care taken care of by the power company as well, right? And so a lot of this is subdivided into many people doing tasks for many other people, things like this. This is why I'd made that episode Beauty and the Power of Decentralized Power Structure, uh, Power Structures, or whatever I called it. The Beauty of Decentralized Power and Power Structures, or something like this. Um, because in reality, what you have is you have 10,000 people doing the same thing, but because they're doing the same thing, that, that thing that they do can affect more people, a million people, 10 million people. And so you don't need one person to do everything because if that one person dies, what happens? If you have one, if you only have one blacksmith in your town and that blacksmith you know, disappears or dies or whatever, what are you, you going to do? You don't, you, you don't have anybody else to make the uh, instruments to kill the animals with. And sure, you still have the instruments left that you you bought from the blacksmith before, but and those instruments are going to break down eventually. And you're going to have to find ways to get new ones, whatever it is. But now we have a million blacksmiths. We have automated blacksmiths, and now we have a million other ways of killing creatures and hunting them down and this kind of thing. And, of course, we raise creatures like farm animals and hunt them 
and kill them without needing to hunt anything. Your cows and chickens and this kind of stuff. Um, your domestication and basically it become it almost becomes like you're farming chickens, you're farming cows and things like this. Rather than actually hunting a, a bear or a lion, which could be scary, and you could die. Or whatever it is. Not a lion is here, but you know, you know what I mean. Like something like that. You could, you could die if you're actually hunting an animal. The animal could trap you, or you could be hunted by another animal in the woods or in the wild or whatever. And you could end up dead. And so because of this beauty of decentralized power and power structures, we've been able to do a lot more because there's a lot more people involved in one project and in one uh, set of things that we need, like food and things like this. And so now one person you know, may not be able to stand out in the crowd as much, but one person can help get so much more done than one person could have done when he was standing out in the crowd, this kind of thing, right? Um, so yeah, the, the emotions are secondary. The secondary alarm system. The, the first alarm system is the physical. That's the immediate uh, surroundings. Your body, basically, right? My body hurts here and here and here. That's not... That's my body's alarm system. Something is wrong here. Something is happening here. You know, things like this. The emotions are the body's alarm system in sort of the, the outward way. Like, my house is being invaded by bugs or my house is being invaded by uh, raiders or whatever. That's annoying to me. I'm angry. I'm upset. Uh, if, if, if you know what I mean. Like, and so... If you think of it in this in this sense, it works as well, right? If you have an alarm system, you know, typically speaking, it's based on the immediate. Like if I think if you would to do to do alarm systems as well, you would do it in this way as well in some ways. Immediate, which is like the doors, the windows, things like this would be alarmed. And so if the alarm was on, it would be on and this kind of stuff. And then the surrounding area would be lit up once uh, an intruder was, was spotted with motion sensors and this kind of stuff. And so that's what's happening in this case as well. The immediate alarm system goes off when the window is touched or your body is in pain, or whatever it is. And in this instant, in this uh, analogy that we're using here, the emotional alarm system is the floodlight, when, when the motion sensors are being triggered, or whatever it is. Um, and of course, it could be very aggressive. You could have a very aggressive alarm system emotionally as well, where the Instead of a floodlight just going off or whatever, it could be 
arrows shoot out from this place and, and hit this person or this group of people or whatever, you know. Um, or it could be, you could have an alarm system where everything shuts down and everything looks dead from the outside when it's not, right? Uh, that's like the suppression thing that happens with people, things like this, right? And so that's a way of kind of thinking about emotions. I think that's very interesting to kind of contemplate and understand in this way. So anyways, definitely just a, a, a new strategy for understanding your emotions. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.